0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 10th episode of On the Couch with the Dogs Board, a very special episode. Part of the reason why it's so special is because we have our first minister, who I am interviewing for this evening. Uh, his name is Minister Derek Gelzer, very passionate uh, minister and follower of God and, and current student of seminary school. But I'll let him introduce himself the way he would like to.
1: Well, hello, everyone. My name is Derek Elza. I'm currently a licensed minister, and I'm very happy to join my friend Diamante on his podcast, ready to encourage, ready to deliver, and ready to bring forth whatever he is in need of. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes.
0: So uh, tell me, minister, what made you get
1: into the clerical field in the 1st in ministry? Well, you know... Growing up in life... You know, I was always, especially when I was younger, I was always really bouncing around on what I wanted to be. And it's like in the midst of doing that, I just always felt like I've had this calling to the ministry. Like, for an example, there was a point in time when I wanted to be a sportscaster because I really love NFL football. So I felt like I just really want to be, you know, one of those guys like Stephen A. Smith or Shannon Sharp on ESPN or NFL Network, you know, talking about the game. or and then I got to a point to where I thought maybe I'll be a good NFL coach or something like that and then I got to the point to where I felt like okay I want to be a game designer because I really I still like video games, actually, and I really like them, and I felt like, okay, yeah, I want to be a game designer, but then something just clicked into me. You know, I've been going to a Christian school all my life, and, you know, as I got to about maybe my ninth or tenth grade year, you know, that's around the time when God called me to the ministry. He gave me the anointing that, like, hey, this is what I want you to do, and see, before I even gave the answer of yes, it's almost like God kept sending signs. See, I went to a school where we would have chapel and assembly about once or twice a week and I remember one particular sign, because see I was always the one that would be speaking or presiding and I remember this one particular chapel we had this guest elder that was there and he was going to be the speaker and I was going to be the one to introduce him and I remember because see I introduced him and See, before I did it and after I did it, we didn't even say two words to each other. We saw each other, but we didn't know each other. We sat next to each other, but we didn't say anything to each other. And when he got to the mic, he said, a person who has already been called recognizes another calling. And then he looked at me, didn't even know who I was, and said, God has a calling on your life. That's just one sign of many more. Matter of fact, another sign would be is that when I was three years old, my uh, senior pastor, um, who I am under at the uh, church I attend, um, he's currently helping me grow in ministry. Um, He's helping me to become a pastor in the future, giving me tips and, and, and really just, you know, helping me to understand what the ministry walk of life is going to be like so I can be prepared for when I'm put in that position to pastor my own church. But uh, back to the actual point, when I was three years old, and I see, I didn't know it until I got older, but when I was three years old, my senior pastor told my mom that I was going to be a preacher. She said, really? My son? You know, because I was young. I was playful. She was like, oh, okay. And then now, as I'm grown up, I am. And like, actually called into the ministry. Like, I, I I'm, I've been, I preached a few times. I, I'm currently now in the pulpit, and it's just amazing how God works. Because, see, before I even knew, He already confirmed it. And see, the path, my pastor told me how He laid, how God laid it in His heart. He said God spoke to him, so He spoke to mom. And it's amazing how just being at three years old, God called me and spoke it. And now it's like now that I'm grown. I'm already, you know, working towards ministry and even with that there's just been so many more signs to where I said, Okay, God, I get it. And then that's that one day I was led to that point and I and I went up to my pastor um one Sunday and I said, Pastor, I believe God has called me to preach and I remember he was just overjoyed because he remember how God told him when I was three years old that I was gonna grow up and, and, and be a preacher. And how at first none of us can really see it, but look how it happens. And see, my pastor meant it when he said, God, don't make mistakes. So now that I'm in ministry, I'm doing what ministry is all about, and that is meeting the needs of God's people. Making sure that they are encouraged. Making sure that they are healed, that they they are um, having faith that God is going to heal them, deliver them, and take care of them. Because, see, some people walk in life with burdens on their back, and when they go inside the church or wherever they go, they're looking to leave with those burdens off. So I do that. My pastor helps me. I actually stay in Jacksonville so I can still work. I work at Chick-fil-A currently at River City. And I, you know, I'm able to be in church every Sunday because now, now that I'm licensed, I have to be at every service. I'm in the pulpit assisting my pastor the best way I can. And while I'm doing that, I'm currently doing online classes at Lutherite Seminary. So it's almost like getting three things done at once, working a job, making money, doing whatever I can at the church, and getting my degree, which I'll be getting next year because next year I'll be graduating with a bachelor's uh, of ministry in the summer of next year from Lutheran Seminary.
0: Wow. That is astonishing and, and amazing, especially your story and, and your work ethic. So I, I heard that you mentioned your senior pastor quite a few times. What is his name and what is the name of the church that you actually attend?
1: Oh, I attend the – I'm a licensed minister at the Greater Macedonia Baptist Church where our senior pastor is Dr. Leonard L. Williams, Sr., um, who's had 44 years at our church, 51 years in general um, as far as ministry. And he is a wonderful, phenomenal, awesome pastor. You know, he's not one of those pastors that act like celebrities. He's a pastor that's always available, ready to teach you about life, ready to teach you the Word of God. And when he teaches the Word of God, he's amazing. Because not only does he teach it, but he breaks down what the Word means, what the Word is about, what the root word comes from, what Greek word is. He, he breaks it down. And actually, it's funny because he also graduated from... Lutherite Seminary. So I'm happy to be in the same, you know, school that he graduated from. He got a master's, a bachelor's, a doctorate, and see, now he's encouraging me to work hard. So I love my pastor. I'm going to always be there for him. And, yeah, he's at a Greater Macedonian Baptist Church, and I'm, you know, I assist him. I preach Every now and then, whenever I'm given the permission to preach. And you see, the thing is, whenever I do preach, I always ask the Lord. I say, Lord, give me what to say when I'm put in that position to preach your word. Because, see, it's not about me. It's about the Lord speaking through me to encourage his people. You see, that's the one thing my pastor taught me is to always be humble and always give glory to God when you deliver the message. Because it's not about us. It's about the Lord speaking through us. It's about that Holy Spirit keeping us and speaking through us. It's like a long time ago when I had to break down the Trinity to one of my coworkers. I told him, I said, God the Father created man." uh um, God, the Son, redeemed man, God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost uh keeps man, so yes,
0: amen, so thank you for actually explaining that. so he's your mentor from your word, so what has been, I would say, some of the best things that he's helped
1: mentor you with concerning the ministry and life in general? well it's almost like he's kind of been mentoring me my whole life because actually I grew up in this church there's no other church i've been a member of literally i every, i'm twenty four for twenty ever since I was in the womb, I was a member. My family was a member before I even was born, so i just I grew up and i mean there's been times i've visited other churches, but not necessarily to go there. It was just probably for a special occasion or something but i've always you know, been there. But, I mean, he's done different things, you know. Um, I I believe one time he asked me, um, what was I going to preach about? And see a lot of times he encourages me that you know what always be ready. See, one of the things he taught me is that to always have a sermon in your Bible because you will never know and you'll be called to preach. Also, he taught me to never run up in nobody's pulpit. It's better to be axed up than to be axed down. See, he teaches me certain things so that way I won't mess around and fail. And see that's what I like that's what I love about him. Because he's not only is he teaching me about ministry, but he's teaching me about life skills too. And, see, that's why I'm honored. And, see, a lot of times that's where the whole term comes from, respect your elders. Because, see, it's like the Bible says, if you be faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many things. if you're faithful to your teacher, then your position is next. But But, see, one has to be a student before he can be a teacher. One has to be a follower before he can be a leader. And until the following is correct then that's when the leadership can come on in. Because, see, ministry is more than just being in the church. Ministry is a, it's almost like a walk of life. Even when I'm at my job, I'm sometimes I have to do ministry because I maybe have to encourage somebody. I remember one girl was having a relationship problem and I said to her, I said, listen, God already knows who your future is. You just have to be patient and wait because those that wait upon the Lord. So he encouraged, so back to the actual point. My senior pastor, you know, he calls, checks up on me. Um, you know, he, whether it be, like a different ceremony at the church or whatever, he always just tells me like, don't let anybody swell my head, stay humble, people are gonna pick on me maybe, people are gonna say certain things, people are gonna to try to boost me up, but don't let it do it because then that's how people get the big head. So humility is one of the major things he's taught me. And by listening and following, that's where it got me where I am today. A licensed minister, twenty four years old, I have a plan, and see that's why I encourage the young folks that listen, I know you're young, I know you can party. It's good to party, it's good to have fun, but it's also good to have a plan. See, one of the one of the worst analogies I heard is when I when when one time someone said, Well, you're young so you got time. Don't do that. No. Have your plan now so you can flourish in the future. Because, see, you don't want to mess around and party, 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 and then by the time you get 30 or 40, you ain't got nothing going for yourself, and you might end up on the street. So you want to go in and get you a plan now. So while you have your plan now, you can have that plan and party and do whatever, but still have a plan. And then you can flourish in the future, and then you get the best of both worlds. Now, when I say party, I mean nothing crazy like, you know, smoking and drink. I mean, look, <laughs> but make sure you just have your plan when growing up, you know. And a lot of times we like to pick and choose what we want, but see, you got to let God choose that. Because sometimes God may call you to be in the ministry. Maybe, maybe you may have a call in your life to be a doctor. You may have a call in your life to be a lawyer. You may have a call. In but see, the thing is, you got to keep your eye on the prize. Thank you, it, sir. That it, is amazing wisdom in this walk of life. There's a scripture always explained. In this walk of life, there's a scripture that says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not until thy own understanding. Now, that first part, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. That means in everything, trust in the Lord. And it also says, and lean not. In other words, you can't say, I'm a trust God, but still think what I want to think. It's either one or the other. Trust him love with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. So what that means is you got to trust his way, look his way, and walk his way. And in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall, and he shall direct thy paths. Because see, when you trust him and you acknowledge him, there will be certain doors that people are going to try to close, or the devil's going to try to close, but God's going to keep it open. There's going to be certain blessings that's going to come down that people are going to try to block. But because the one you trust in, it's going to still come. Because Why? Because he is the author and the finisher of your faith. When you put your trust in him, nothing is impossible. When you got God on your side, nothing is impossible. There's been plenty of times. I remember um, last time I preached, I was talking about... Um, Jehoshaphat, and I remember he was in the land of Judah. His land was about to be invaded, and it was three armies coming against him. And see, what they did was not the ordinary thing we do. They prayed, they praised God, and they praised God all the way to the battle. They praised him so much, so by the time they got there, the victory was already won. In this walk of life... I'm I'm, I'm hoping the young people hear me. In this walk of life, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. And when you do that, nothing is impossible. Why? Because he is the author and the finisher of your faith. Somebody may ask, Derek, how do you know that? I know that because many, many years ago he was put on the cross from Calvary. The Bible says, if I be messing up, I'll draw men unto me. He was put on the cross on Calvary, and he died all night Friday. He died all night Saturday. But early Sunday morning, on the third day, he got up with all power in his hands, conquered sin, death, and the grave, conquered the world. And he is the author and the finisher of your faith. He comes that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And when Jesus says yes, no man can say no. So that's why I'm saying right now, you put your trust in Jesus who is the author and the finisher, who has the last word, who controls your destiny, who controls your future, when you put your trust in him. When you put your trust in him. It ain't nothing the devil can do. It ain't nothing the enemies can do. It ain't nothing anybody can do to stop your blessing, to stop your, your, whatever you trying to get, your healing, your degree, your, your finance built up, anything you trying to get, can't nobody stop it because they know who got your back. And his name is Jesus. Jesus, when demons tremble. Jesus, when every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. So, yes, this is how Derek is for a moment. Yes, Derek, yeah, I like to have fun sometimes, have WWE pay-view parties over there. I like all that. But I also want to make sure I got a plan for my life. I want to make sure my life is right with God. I want to make sure that my life is right with God. Because... Yeah, I got some goals in this life. Yeah, I, I wanna, I wanna pastor a church one day. I wanna graduate from college. I want a new car. I got some goals. I'm thinking about getting that PS5. I, I got some goals. I, 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 I we all got goals. I even think about, you know, I may want to win a lottery one day. I don't know. I, I I want a new laptop or something. I don't know. But the one ultimate goal that we all should look for, because that's all going to matter today is well done, thy good and faithful servant. Well done, thy good. That's the only. See, I got a lot of goals on this earth. Now, granted, I do want to live a long life. I know we all got leaves or something. Anybody rushing to leave? You know, what I'm saying is whenever that happens. The ultimate goal we should all have is well done, thy good and faithful servant. But you know how you're going to hear that? It's like the Bible says, you confess to your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead and thou shalt be saved. And I'm sorry if it seems like I'm preaching, just when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. I even sometime on Facebook put different, um, encouragement posts where I say, you know, like I, I you know, I will encourage them like, listen, God has your back. He's going, if God be for us, who can be against us? He controls your destiny. He controls your future. He comes that you might have life and have it more abundantly. In that scripture of John 10, 10, it says how the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I come that you might have life. And all you got to do is trust him. Because he wants to be a Lord. He wants to be a Savior. He loves you right now. And every day is a day of Thanksgiving. He comes that you might have life. And have it more. But that's why I want to encourage to these young people, whoever's watching. Don't worry about what the enemy say. Don't worry about what the devil put in your mind, because sometimes like it doesn't put your mind. Remember, Jesus already conquered sin. He already conquered hell. He already conquered the devil. He already conquered the grave. He already conquered the world. So what you got to worry about? Trust in him and everything gonna be alright. Matter of fact, anybody who listen right now, I can tell you right now, trust, trust just trust God. I decree blessings right now. Somebody going to be healed. Somebody going to be delivered. Somebody going to get a breakthrough. Yeah. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Whew. Thank you for that. So
0: there is something of what you said actually brought something up to, to my mind about a Previous question, what has been some of the biggest struggles that you have had since being on this journey as a
1: minister? Well, I mean, one thing my pastor told me a long time ago everybody may be happy, but the devil ain't happy, and see mm-hmm. a lot of times one of the biggest struggles I must say is that the devil just bothers he bothers see the devil see he what he does is the devil like to get in people here when you're doing stuff for the Lord. The devil like to put doubt in your head. He like to say this gonna happen or that gonna happen. I'm gonna take this or I'm gonna take that. Uh, And and sometimes. The devil, I don't know how many times I've ever had a conversation with somebody and for some reason something was wrong with the phone. Maybe because of the devil didn't want me to encourage him. But that's one of my biggest struggles. See, I'm still young in ministry. Like, I mean, I got licensed, I believe, either either in 2018 or 2019. I believe it was 2018, actually, because it's been a while. Been about two good years. Um but yeah, um the devil, and see, ministry is patience, too. You know, nothing is rushed. I mean, when I first told my pastor I was called to preach, it was by at least three years before I should got in the pulpit. So, you know, light is it's, it's not no sprint. It's patience. See, what you got to understand is, like, what people need to understand is, is that don't get so upset because somebody may be running faster than you because your time is coming. Because I'm pretty sure everybody can attest that you saw somebody run faster, but did isn't one further. So sometimes the devil will put doubt in your head. He'll put certain things in your head. And see, that's what he does with me. But see, here's my thing. I know who my Savior is. I know who died on Calvary for me and rose again with all power in his hands. So honestly, this, this struggle thing the devil tried to do to me, I don't sweat it. Because I know. See, here's what we all also understand. He may can say stuff, but he can't do nothing to you. When you have the, when you have Jesus in your heart, the devil can do, can say stuff, but he can't touch it, he can't do nothing about it, because guess what? If God be for us, who can be against us? And also as part of another struggle, seminary can sometimes be a little bit challenging. I've had some classes where professors ask these off the wall questions, but I mean, other than that, you know, in life, you're going to have some good days. You're going to have some bad days. The thing is, when you get the bad days, you just have to endure it and trust that God will fix it. Because guess what? If you can be brought to it, he can lead you through it.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. That is amazing word of wisdom. You know, from your experience, what has made seminary school different at all
1: from regular college? Well, see, what seminary school... Cause they relate everything to the Bible, but I've had a I've had an English class or whatever, and see the thing with seminary, because right now I'm taking classes like Romans and stuff like that, but they get like it gives like a an, an abundance or like it just gives like a, an, an a broad way of looking at it. Like it's not I mean it's literal sometimes, but you know for example. If God be for us, who could be against us. They'll take that scripture and give you, like, some deeper knowledge about it. Like, what the Greek word means, what this word means, what that word You know, it's just an, it's just a broad learning. So, anybody who's thinking about that, you know, seminary, I, I recommend it. Because, yeah, it teaches the word, but it teaches a more outstanding, like, it teaches it a, in a, I'm trying to look for the word for it, an abundant way of it. It teaches it more out there. Like, it gives you more than just, oh, this means, it gives you the Greek, the origin of the word, where it originally came from, different translations, what theologians said this, you know. So, I mean, I love seminary school. So, I encourage it. I know some people say it maybe not needed, but it wouldn't hurt either. I mean, it gives you in a in a in, in, in more better and clear way of studying the Bible. So... Yes,
0: Yes, sir. So this is something that I actually wanted to ask earlier, but this is the perfect time, uh, too. With being a young black man, especially a young black minister, how have these times of strife with the current health crisis and the protests concerning police brutality, how have you, from a mental and spiritual perspective, responded to
1: it? Man, if I can be honest with you, I've been just trying to keep the faith. This coronavirus... I mean, 2020 has been a very uh, wild year, because if you think about it, at the start of the year, we had this virus. The virus originally wasn't here, and then it got here, so now we're on quarantine. was in church, now we're out of church, still on quarantine. After the virus came, uh, now you got this thing that happened with George Floyd, and like... Like, my stance is there's no reason to have your knee on the man's neck, so something should be done about that. Like, that's just ridiculous. I mean, if you're being told that I can't breathe and he handcuffed, like, why is your – like, I just don't understand that. Um, And then now with the protests, people tearing up stuff, and, you know, people – you have the peaceful ones, and then – you have the ones that's burning the buildings, and but I but I understand because I know you know they're angry. There's no justice right now, and you know. So really, I just been staying prayerful on these times, and you know, I'm hoping everything gets better. I'm hoping more love is here. We still have to remember that we do live in a sinful world, and we need a whole lot of prayer right now. Realistically, we need Jesus right now. So, um, but see, and realistically, even at work or anywhere else, I've just been, you know, kind of keeping some comments to myself. But I know some people made comments and it backfired. So, you know, but I mean, I, I, I'm hoping for justice. Yeah.
0: Right. Like this this is a very crazy time. time very for, crazy. For us. So I, I um, agree with that 100%. So, with that being said um that is towards the ending of my questioning. Do you have any questions for me, the listeners, or anything else
1: you would like to say um well i i' I'm really grateful for you having me i um, thank you so much um for bringing me on the podcast today um I hope I was able to encourage somebody today. Um, let them know that everything is going to be all right. One, one of the things that I just want to encourage to all the listeners now is that if you do not know Jesus Christ, you have your opportunity is now. Every day is a day of, of, of salvation. The Bible says, You confess your mouth to the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Remember this, Jesus come that you might have life and have it. More abundantly. I hope I was able to encourage somebody today. I thank I thank you so much for having me. Um, um, I do pray in these times now that things get better. Um, so I really I really enjoyed my time here. And um, how do you feel about the uh, like the you know the times when with the virus? And that's the only last question I have. Well.
0: This has been a hard time for um, people because, you know, regardless of of how you feel about the virus and, and especially there are still people who they believe that is real. There are people who believe that it's not real, but but regardless of it, I feel that people should stay safe and should care about their health regardless if it was a, a viral virus going throughout the world. So that's how I feel about that. And concerning the protesting, well, I always say evil can only flourish for as long as good people let it flourish. Very and, true. And when it comes to how the rioting has started, the different people of color uh, who chose to riot, the vast majority of them did it because they they felt that there was no other way to get the point across. There are times across history when the Chosen people of God have had to show some people that they don't want to be messed with, essentially anymore. And this is
1: one of those times. This is one yeah. of those
0: times. This is one of those times. Because, like, I really
1: necessarily, I don't necessarily have like a, I guess, a viewpoint when it comes to, like, I don't know, like, because I mean, well, I remember when I was noticing the rioting, and but I, I could see why, you know. Like they they are upset, and I I mean I was upset too because when I mean knee on the neck, really? Like <laughs> I was like, man, why? Like the knee on the neck, like you know? So right, right, and, and, and like I mean, said, th- because- there's no reason to put a knee. I mean, because if you're handcuffed, then at that point there's no way for them to get out. So why have the knee on the neck? I mean, you know. right.
0: That's um that's is is a very Infuriating situation, but one thing that before I finish one thing I would like to say too, with all this going on, I encourage people to speak outside of just the rioting and protest. Speak with your wallet yes, speak with your wallet. That's how things have changed since the beginning of time. You have to speak with your wallet, with your resources. that's the only way to make people pay attention
1: very so, true, yes, sir. that is very but, uh, true.
0: But Minister Gelser, it, it was a pleasure and an honor to have you. You know, this is our, like I said earlier, our 10th episode. You are a great minister and this was a, or this will be a very, very, very
1: big treat. Thank uh, you so, so much. Morning. I really appreciate it. You are very it. welcome.
0: You are very, very welcome. But, Thanks uh, for
1: having uh, me. I was excited you. all week too. <laughs> yes,
0: sir. I was at work yes. earlier, and
1: I was telling my colleagues, I said, I'm gonna be on a podcast tonight. <laughs>
0: Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. And, and I hope that they have as much of the time listening to it as I will um record it. Yes, but, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. But if that is all, Dr. Clark and Minister Gelzer, sign it
1: out. righty. You have a blessed night.
0: You too.